Come on right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the tea with Queen B. Come on right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the tea with Queen B. Come on right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the tea with Queen B. Come on right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the tea with Queen B. The shade. Hey, 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 what's going on, all my kings and queens and in betweens? It's your girl, the one and only Miss B Queen B, back for, I believe, episode 16, season 2, episode 16, T with Queen B. Of course, y'all know I got my right hand hitter with me, D motherfucking goddess. Hey, guys. Hey, y'all. Girl, are we back consistently? Is it on time? It's on time. Praise God, won't he do it? Mm. Uh huh. Um,. Y'all, we back again this week for another hot, 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 hot episode. If you were here for the last week's episode and you stuck it in almost two hours, it was a juicy episode and I thought that it was worth the two hours. I didn't feel like I was listening to an uh, episode for, you know, an hour and 45 minutes or something like that. It was to confess that I haven't listened to I know you haven't listened to the last episode, so you've oh, been slipping on your pimping. Wow. But it was a pretty good episode and I hope y'all enjoyed it because I did. Uh, in other news, um, Amber made me dinner today, and it was amazing. Uh, thanks for the lemon pep wings. Yes, you're welcome. They were skipped the rice. Yes, we skipped the rice. I had only a glass and a half of wine today. I feel like I'm really rolling with the homies. (laughs) With your jail Correct. Bam. The only thing that, um, I do... Uh, miss out on a little bit today was I did miss out on today was walking I really needed to get my steps in and I really didn't do that but girl you I'm glad you skipped that because me and Milsey was sweltering outside the humidity was trifling I felt nice and clean and just a little walk to the corner store and back I was felt like a sweaty pig and then you had makeup on which didn't make it any better like mm, that's the worst um this week in news, entertainment, gossip, all that shit. It's going to be a jam-packed episode today, y'all. Everything is going on at one time. We got the Met Gala. We got VMAs. We got just, it's all happening. It's a lot of fashion in this episode. So, I'm giving y'all a heads up. Yeah, we're going to get into the topic. But this is definitely a fashion episode. So, um, in the news, they've been talking about this new iPhone. iPhone 13 is about to drop. So, what's special about it? Um, I have no idea, except that now Apple's doing this thing where it's not just they're releasing a phone. It's a series of phones, just like the 12, where, like, you could get the mini, you could get the big one, you could get the... Let Yeah. Mm. This is, um, Apple's most expensive iPhone to date, which they say that every year they every That's year my, they drop a what, what, phone. What's so special about it that we should spend more money? Right, I don't know. Like, you know, you, you're improving upon something that already still has glitches in it because people will iPhone twelve phones be fucking up all the time. Let's I mean, see what this says our most advanced dual camera system. Y'all say that every phone, right? Durability, lightning fast chip that leaves. All right, whatever. A huge leak in battery life you'll notice every day. Sure. Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay. I don't see how it's more expensive because I see it says from $29 a month. I think I pay around that every month. Well, I guess they're saying retail is the most expensive iPhone today. Okay. Now, I believe that iPhone is rolling out this phone because they're trying to compete with 
I believe it's an Android that folds. It's like a flip phone and it folds and upward and out me too. I said the same thing to my girl. I was like, oh my gosh, I want this phone. It's like a razor and a sidekick and a flat, you know, phone. Like it's all the things in one. And I really feel like this phone is going to be able to compete with an iPhone. Granted, everyone has an iPhone. We've all kind of switched over. I am very late to the iPhone game. I have a very older, um, a very old iPhone. I'm okay with that. I'm really not into the, you know, hoopla of the new phones. And I know that I will probably have to pay outright for it because I'm on a cheap plan. Cricket me, please. Okay? So, I'm just really not into that. I have to, like, pay outright for all my phones. So, if you get the phone, more power to you. I hope that it really does have, you know, these features that are, you know, razzle-dazzle because y'all gonna be paying $2,000 for a fucking phone. It's crazy. Now, if I can afford the other one, go look it up. It's like a Samsung something. I forgot it what it's called. Samsung Galaxy Z Flip. Yeah, Z Flip. So it opens both ways. So it opens like a flip phone, then it opens like the long way. And I just love everything about it. It's probably the most innovative phone I've seen since an iPhone. And a lot of these phone retailers, it's so cute. They've been trying to, you know, replicate that fever for iPhone and they have not been successful. So now it's just like, this can compete. Yeah, it's so cute. And, and think about how many times we're watching something on our phone. Think about being in your bed late at night and you don't feel like holding your phone in your hand. You could just prop that bitch right up and watch your TikTok all night like I be doing. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to actually see it. I can't wait to see someone who actually has it. Because, uh, again, I'm not like a techie kind of person, but I am excited to see it. Um... This week also, another album from Aaliyah dropped, which was the actual Aaliyah album. Um, if you haven't been... <laughs> if you haven't been keeping up with it, they've been dropping, like... They dropped her first album last month, and then they were, like, waiting again to drop the next album so they could, like, be number one, you know, simultaneously or whatever. But I was so pressed. I mean, beginning to end, Aaliyah... I'm talking about Aaliyah... Number one song, We Need a Resolution. Number two, Loose Rap, More Than a Woman, I Care For You, I Refuse. What was that DVD that had all the music videos on it? I know. Oh my gosh, I wish I could find that. I was a huge Aaliyah fan. Like, some people say that they was Aaliyah fans, but if I put them extra smooth, are you going to know the words? Right. Okay, I'm trying to be extra, extra, extra smooth. Because I don't think I know the word. Oh, okay, exactly. I have been listening to this Aaliyah CD, like, since it dropped. And it just gives me all the nostalgic feels. I remember Aaliyah passing like it was yesterday because we had just pulled up to Sunday school in the church van. And someone in the church van told us that Aaliyah had died in a plane crash. And I remember right before church, crying in the church van. I thought that was on the way to school on the school bus. No, girl. It was on a Sunday. If you look at that, I believe she died on a Sunday. We was, we was going to Sunday school in the van. And I believe somebody told us that she had passed. And it was just like devastating news. Like crying, bawling, all of that. So... Yeah, I think that, you know, she's definitely one of those that 
people that was gone too soon. And who knows what the world of music would have been like, you know, with uh, Aaliyah around. I know people like to, you know, try to compare and say, you know, this person wouldn't be who they are without Aaliyah and all of that. And that's just the, the, the way that music flows. We're all influencing each other in some kind of way. But if you haven't listened, I believe she's like now on Apple Music. I listen to Spotify. Um, just like all the major platforms. And when I say people have been waiting for Aaliyah CDs, like waiting for the albums to drop, I had to go on Google, I mean on YouTube, to mm-hmm. listen to her music before. So I've had a couple of songs I've had on my phone. Like At Your Best has been on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like At Your Best, Back and Forth. There were uh, like a couple of select songs that you could get. But as far as the Aaliyah album beginning to end... Even the one before that, I forgot what it was called or whatever, but I listened to that beginning to end as well just because I hadn't remembered a lot of the songs on it because I hadn't heard them in so long. So, that made me happy. Um, what you been doing this week, Amps? Um, this week I have been, um, basically business stuff per usual i haven't done nothing fun i got all these these drawings i've done that i still haven't painted i need to paint too i've been uh, my my teeth whitening um course and i don't know why everything has been coming in so slowly for what i need to officially get started that's annoying right it's like piece by piece it's just been uh, i've been doing a lot of marketing um you have been posting like a lot more and you know Yes, but girl, I'm getting my business stuff right. I've been online because I'm also looking for a remote part-time gig. I ain't trying to go nowhere because, honestly, I'm not sure if we're going to shut down again or not. Yeah. But I am looking for a little part-time thing. Anybody knows a little part-time remote job I can do from right. the free. I need to be in somebody customer service. You know, you need to know how much your bill is, then I need to be the one to hook that up for you. But... I don't really know that, uh, this is the thing, customer service is really, people say customer service, and it's one thing to provide customer service when, like, you're at work in, like, a retail atmosphere, but Amber and I worked at a, for a temp agency, and we were customer service reps. That lasted a couple of days. Literally, it lasted, like, a week, I think. Not even a full week. It was the most ghetto experience I have ever had in my life. First of all, they do. They give you these scripts. And they want you to follow this script. If this person asks this question, you should be able to go to this place in the script and help them from there. And the entire staff was black. Hood. There was too much going on at the at the at the tech center. They was you know this is when the whole uh, fraud thing had happened and everyone's uh, information had been compromised and they were like oh well you know uh, you know call this number and they'll you know provide you with you know credit monitoring services and like they really tried to train us and baby when I say it was ghetto down. It was just like a it was a, it was a party every day, it wasn't was. it? It was, it was a party. I have videos of us cutting up. Like yes, it was literally a party every day, and it was terrible. But just shut us right on down. I don't really know what happened, but it just I remember shut down. there was those girls that fought outside. It was yeah. a dom, and whoever she had started talking to at the uh, job, they had got into it for some reason, and before you knew it, the the the, the two dykes was about to fight. And the police was called, and we was all staring out the window from 
Ugh, look, it was just terrible. But again, if you got, I'd like to to give it another <laughs> another go, another go right inside somewhere. Yeah, another okay, go. go right from my house. I have I have been applying. They've been asking me all kinds of little little questions. So I have been basically glued to my computer all week. Yeah. I haven't went out and did. Oh, we did go out together though. Me and my siblings. We uh, we all got together. We went to brunch. That was fun. Cause we did tell y'all that we were. You know, um, burying my grandfather, and that was quite an experience. So we mm-hmm. did spend the weekend together. We actually went where our family, our dad's side of the family, is all from. If you all don't know, our last name is Shanks. It is very unique. It's very um, you don't hear a lot, if any, black people with the last name Shanks at all. And so we got to like participate in a little bit of our family's history because where they are from in Culpeper, Virginia, actually they have like a whole road named Shanktown Road that has a bunch of our family members like burial grounds and everything like it for me it was really it was a riveting experience because I had never seen another person with my last name who looked like me except my dad and his mm-hmm. parents or you know whatever like I'm I'm not aware of that side of my lineage at all. So we were seeing, you know, graves from, you know, great grandparents from the 1900s and all of that. It, it really was, it was like a movie. I felt all the vibes. It was electric. And um, the service was really um, good. It was very, very well done. He was very well respected in the church community. So it was a very down home southern kind of old school funeral which threw me off at some points uh, <laughs> I don't know at what point we decided that the pastor was supposed to talk about repenting at the funeral but right. Child, I mean I get it cause it's like you know I mean I guess you, you, at a funeral you, you, you reevaluate your life if somebody is dead and then you say to everybody else it's time to repent and get your life in order. Now, I get it. The pastor started talking some extra wild shit about one man and one woman. And that's where you lost me, pastor. That's where the fuck you lost me. I okay. said, oh, shit. Yeah, I said, oh. What got to do with my granddaddy? Ain't got a damn thing to do with my granddaddy. He in the ground. He, if he was up there, he wouldn't hear none of that shit. Y'all supposed to be talking about how good of a man he was. And how he spread the gospel and the news of the good Lord. I could have did the sermon for real, no shade. Bianca did get up and speak. She did very well. You know, I would do. I, you did start crying at the end. I did. My voice was like, huh. but I was. I, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So yeah, I did. You know, just off the dome. You I know. thought Bianca had had it prepared. Yeah, it sounded like it was written, but you know, it just came from the heart. The heart. The heart. It came from the heart. Now the pastor also threw me off, y'all. First of all, the man who was doing the solo. Let me let me just let y'all know right now. Amber, I'm telling you as my sister, telling y'all who's listening as my podcast family, in the event of my untimely demise, y'all need to find somebody who can actually sing to sing at my funeral. That's going to be me. Oh, God. Do you really think you will be able to make it through a song if I die? It could be (laughs) pre-recorded. Girl, 
the song you want? Girl, I don't know. Um, Something nice. Like I said, I like that song that they sing all the funerals. I'm going to put on my robe and tell the story. I don't know them How words. I made it over. I don't know when did that turn into the funeral song, but... Oh boy was up there doo-wopping like Al Jarreau, okay? It was like shoot a doo I don't yeah, know. Yeah, shoot like. doo 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 And it wasn't even in a good Donnell Jones way. Like, it was horrible. And at the end, the pastor definitely was giving Rick Ross energy. And the Lord Dumas has said, You got to repent. You got to get out right with the Lord. Like, okay. I'm just saying, We dealt with that growing up in a Baptist church, but never in a disingenuous way. Like, our old pastor was very, you was feeling it in that moment if he was kind of, well, well, well. Well, I'm guessing he was in there feeling it, but you know, they used to. They go to that church or whatever. They thought that he was just amazing. And I'm like, he basically gave y'all cookie cutter funeral sermon that they have nothing to do with my granddaddy and I wasn't feeling it okay you 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 like I said you lost me at the one man one woman talking about it at the funeral okay I, I'm through anyway it was a beautiful service I did take some dirt from the graveyard site I really did I don't know why she wanted dead people dirt but I did because I felt like it was a connection to my ancestors. No, because now your house is creepy, so whatever. My house isn't creepy. I just, you know, put my little dirt with my crystals or whatever. You know, it's like my offering to my ancestors. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's, it's some spiritual connection to graveyard dirt. I haven't really got all the way into it. But in that moment, I felt like I needed it. So, I got some. Uh, also, y'all, Amber's wearing colored contacts right now. <laughs> People buy my color contacts, y'all. I really ordered some contacts because I had made me another Instagram page that's linked to my OnlyFans, and I want to kind of you know disguise myself as best possible. And but Bianca's home these look too natural, so I guess I gotta try again. Yeah, they look way too natural. They just like these are the ass that my father should have given me. Like these look like you're about to go work at the strip club. Oh, well, that's not good enough for my own. No, no, no. You need to be more exotical. You know what I'm I saying? I saw some, like, pink and brown ones. I think I'll those. Yeah, ones. like, something like that that matches your, like, the pink match your wig, whatever, you know, all of that. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is giving a no, little I'm not sh- <laughs> too natural. I'm not sure I'm my own fan, y'all, because I don't want nobody to know me this. Yeah, if you find it and discover it, more power to you than you found the golden ticket. Hope you pay that coin. Pretty much. Um, I'm here for the color contacts. I know people really be hating real bad on color contacts. And I'm the right one. Yeah, I think it's just because it was like more so like a 90s thing. Everything comes back around. It does. And I think that it's, you know, you know, cute with the times and the trend and uh, color contacts have really evolved from the ones we used to get from the beauty supply store for $20. <laughs> or was it just me? Because these definitely have my prescription in them. Don't play. Yeah, because I was wearing color contacts with glasses. <laughs> and now you know I've gone too far. <laughs> the enemy is out here, okay? Because <laughs> oh who told me that was okay? But I think they're really, really cute. They look good. Uh, we did, if you listen to the show uh, all the time, 
you know that we were on live today because we also like put it on the podcast page and everything. That was cool. We don't ever really go live, but the feedback was all right. Minus some little trolls or whatever. But the feedback was really good and I I do expect that we'll you go. You should have been there live. because we did not share the live, so No, didn't share. Be there or be chopped. And like <laughs> that's just it, that's all. So why the apple like that? Well, maybe because I have this on it and it's like not all the way closed. Um, yeah, but the next time we go live, like I said, be there, be chopped because it's not going back up. You're not gonna be able to watch this live later. It's a one and done situation. Um, so jumping right on there this week, we have so much going on as far as uh the VMAs, the Met Gala as well. Oh, y'all, also in other news, did y'all see? That Britney Spears got engaged. I did. How you feel about that? I don't like it. I don't like because I don't know this this motherfucker, so I don't know if I could trust him either. I mean, uh, some people were saying that under her conservatorship that she wasn't allowed to get engaged, but I just find it very funny how you know after she secured her bag, now all of a sudden you want to put a ring on it. Yeah, or does something happen with the situation where he's allowed to propose now? Well, that's what I'm saying. The conservatorship ended, and so they were. Someone was saying that they didn't know if she was allowed to get engaged. Under I don't the think she was because that was a part of what she was saying in court. She was like, "I want to be able to get married. I want to have kids," and she was saying she could not do that at the time. So right. maybe he was just waiting. So I don't know. I don't want to judge. She seems really happy about it. So she does. She's like taking a hiatus from social because media. they're gonna be on his ass if he do some bullshit. Oh, the the I don't even know what to call Britney's fans because you know how like Beyonce's the beehive. I don't even know what to call Britney Spears fans, but her fans run the gambit from old to young. And one thing they don't play about is Britney Spears. That whole free Britney thing really revved up her conservatorship and really rallied people behind her and that was a powerful use of social media in a good way because when I say the girls were not playing about Britney they were making full on TikToks of conspiracy theories deep diving in what was going on looking at the paperwork and everything Mm -hmm. shout out to y'all because if it wasn't for y'all I think that she would still be under all that control and pressure and I'm so happy for her all right moving on so, let's start with the VMAs, y'all. The VMAs dropped on, what was that, September 12th? What was that? I don't know what day that was. But the VMAs um, came on, and I'm going to just go ahead and be the first one to say I felt old as fuck. <laughs> Why? Because you mean nobody? I didn't know who anybody was. And I, I guess because, like, last year there was no VMAs. Oh, okay. Because, or maybe, I think, was there VMAs last year? But it was just like COVID. Um, I don't remember. If there was VMAs, I mean, this was this was the first time, I guess, in two years where they were in person. I want to yeah. say they did something for the VMAs, but everything was virtual. virtual. Okay. So, I don't know if, like, the music has just, like, evolved so much or, like, the celebrity has evolved since then. But there were people, like, I don't know who this girl Bella Poarch is. Bella something I'm looking at people now I have I know I miss some people I have no idea I definitely went and looked at all the fashion from the VMAs I honestly did not really care for what anybody had on at the VMAs to me I would say that you couldn't tell it's 2021 mm-hmm. that the fashion is so all over the place uh, yeah but she was at the Met but like the VMAs were just 
there was a lot there was dressed up there was dressed down there was highs there was lows i love cindy lopper she looked you know very much like herself um uh, let's see there were some other people of course of course doja cat wore like this elaborate weird ass lady gaga inspired she looked kind she of like a, a worm but yeah she looked like a worm but it was like look like one of those like russian doll things that like you pull out like they get smaller and smaller yeah. she looked like that but her vma red carpet look was horrible <laughs> i mean if you want to be in the pirates of the caribbean just say that <laughs> i mean it was horrible it just was draped fabric in a bustier for no reason. Hated every bit of it. Um, I don't know that anybody that I saw actually looked good. Chloe and Hallie. Hallie looked amazing in her white dress. And then Chloe decided to dress like the Tin Man. She decided to dress like a fucking baked potato for the VMAs. and. I couldn't figure it out. Look, okay, this is the thing about Chloe. Well, I was going to get into her a little bit later, but I'm just going to go ahead and get into her now. Her performance was good. Her performance was really good. You could tell she's really excited to break out and do her own thing. However, you... <coughs> oh, shit, the devil didn't got me. Um, <laughs> however, she is so on the path to be like a little Beyonce mm-hmm. that it needed some polishing. Because if you're going to fake Beyonce, you need to make sure your choreography and everything is on punte, okay? I'm not saying that she didn't look good. She looked great, but she was so all over the place or whatever that it just didn't have that refined Beyonce feel to it. But her music sounds like Beyonce. The production is like Beyonce. And I know that she's under, you know, Beyonce's people, but... Her sound is very much Beyonce's aesthetic from top to bottom. I still don't compare her to Beyonce, so I wouldn't say that. Because you wouldn't be saying that she need to polish up if people didn't compare her to Beyonce. Correct. And that was my, I think that, I think that was my thing, just that it was so in that cookie cutter Beyonce mold that in my mind it just went straight there. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't feel like it was her. I mean... This persona that, you know, she's gotten comfortable with, you know, busting out, doing her thing. I love that. But like I said, the everything, the, the choreography, all the, it just, it was Beyonce all day. It was. And you, all that flinging her hair around. Yeah, you might not be ready for that, okay? Because it, it, it kind of felt like wild child when it should have felt like <laughs> bad bitch. And like I said, it was a great performance and... You know, I love her, but it was just a little all over the place. Did you like um, Normandy? No, um, Normani? Normani? No. What, how do you pronounce how you, it? I don't fucking know. Normani? I know Normani? Whatever. I hated her VMA red carpet look. It was like a very futuristic, with like a long strap hanging down. The strap made absolutely no sense. It was very well fit or whatever. Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne was in a pink plaid um, suit with like a sparkly bra and it did bring me back to like Avril Lavigne like from high school like Mm -hmm. with the plaid and everything she still looked very good Um, what I did see at the VMAs which I guess I'm noticing now because I'm getting older is this clash of the young and old still trying to like be hip and like Ooh, like Madonna <laughs> yeah like Madonna Cindy Lauper um I saw uh 
Oh gosh, what is his daggone name? That I love Billy Porter. Mm-hmm. He had on his little silver getup. I loved it. I did not know that Camila Cabello and Normani were in the same group. Oh. I did not know that. That they were both part of Fifth Harmony. I didn't because I didn't know nothing about Fifth Harmony. So. Yeah, I, I I swear I did not know that or whatever. So you know, more power to them. I did watch uh, the Cinderella and did you watch Cinderella? I didn't care for it. I thought it was good. I like the take on like using real songs from the real world to apply them to Cinderella. And it was like okay, remakes. but I, it didn't really keep my attention. And for me, you just can't top Cinderella with Brandy. Yeah, you no, no, you definitely can't compare. The one thing that gag when I say the gag, honey, Billy Porter when he first showed up as the fairy godmother with a hard V, mm-hmm. why he couldn't be the fairy godfather? I don't know. I mean. Right. Because that would have been funny. A fairy godfather, that would have been like the whole play on him being gay. A fairy, like, mm-hmm. you know, that would have been funny to me. But, baby, when Billy Porter dropped out of the sky, I said, work! Yes! I said, bitch, I'm done. Right, like his pose. I'm, I'm done. I said, is this Cinderella or a ball, bitch? I could... <sighs> I couldn't take it. Anyway. um, Yeah, so, in performances... Uh, Lil Nas X, I liked his performance. His performance was solid. Uh, it's what I expected from Lil Nas X. Um, his acceptance speech was a little bit raunchy, I guess, because he was like, give it up for the gay agenda or whatever. What? And I was like, oh God, here he go trolling again. Like, you just gotta do too much, Lil Nas. You just gotta do too much. But... I, that's my own thing with him. I like, get it. I get it. Uh, in other performances, Doja Cat performed in the air for whatever reason. I didn't really care for her being in the air for the whole performance because I just didn't care for that. But Doja Cat is doing her motherfucking thing right now, which is kind of weird because she was canceled for a while. Y'all was just like, F her. Mm-hmm. And then she dropped the album with good music, and then y'all were all like back on Doja Cat. Uh, I do love the album, don't get me wrong. But again, getting into the speeches, she won. What did she win? Something for a song like Best. I don't, I don't know what the award was, but. She she won the award, the, the song with her and SZA. Yeah, whatever. which everyone's pissed with her about because she did not hand the mic to Scissor so that she could, you know, say what she had to say because didn't Scissor write the song? Probably, like, I don't know. And she took up the whole time up there. Everybody waiting for her to pass the mic to Scissor so she can speak her piece, and it never happened. Scissor should have just stood up to that mic while everybody was clapping and said. I want to thank this person and that person. You know what I'm saying? She should have just got in her little two cents. But, like everybody was saying, Doja, you know that wasn't just your song and she was on there. You should have just let her speak her piece as well. I understand you're excited, but it's not just you, I wonder, I wonder if she's responded to that because this is father definitely came on social media and blasted Doja for that. Oh, and she told did? Her that that, and oh, he said did. that that was um, some shady shit or something he said. So, I was wondering if she was going to respond. Oh, wow. Oh, I got to look into that. Um, Also, with all of the performances and everything, honestly, the VMAs was like TikTok music. It was straight up TikTok music. Well, that's because everyone makes everything into TikTok shit. Right. Like, 
Busta Rhymes was on the VMAs. And the only reason why Busta Rhymes was on the VMAs is because his songs have blown up on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Was I wilding out when I saw Busta Rhymes and Split Star come out? Absolutely. Busta Rhymes look good. Busta Rhymes deserves his flowers right the fuck now. I mean, he had the bangers, okay? Like, my girlfriend and I were, like, hype when we was watching his performance. Like, it was so fucking good. That's because that's more our age, right? Correct. The other shit that was coming on. I'm like, hold on. I'm like, these people in the audience don't even know who he is. The only thing they know is that he's on Look At Me Now with Chris Brown and that he is, like, TikTok famous for the whole (coughs) touch it, bring it whatever that you know song is or whatever which is like all the outfit changes that everyone does on tiktok mm-hmm. it's literally viral i was really happy that he got that opportunity because he killed it like he bodied it i watched it like two or three times after i saw it because i thought it was so fucking good yes they owe they owe you could tell people in the audience didn't know who the fuck Buster rums was or They've heard this song, these TikToks, and don't realize where they, where the music is coming from. Because a lot of people don't know the, you know, the artist. You know, they just hear TikTok shit. Um, so that was a good uh, performance. Lil Nas X, Chloe, Doja Cat, Busta Rhymes. I'm trying to think, is there anybody else who performed that really stood out to me? Uh, I saw um, Big Lotto. She performed. Mm-hmm. I did not like her wig. Oh, yeah. It looked so bad. And she is a bad bitch. Like, I've a seen lot of her time looking she so looks good. tacky, though. I don't understand. She's, 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 she dressed like Meg Thee Stallion to me. Yeah, she be tacky. Yeah, she dressed like Meg Thee to me. But the wig was just, it was so fake looking. I just couldn't get with it. Amongst the other performances, like I said, there were people that I have never put a face to these people. Polo G would not have been known that that is what you look like. Mm. Wouldn't have known. Uh, someone else called, what was his name? Saint or whatever his name was. I didn't know who the hell he was. And the music was horrible. Horrible. <laughs> Billie Eilish showed up looking like Billie Eilish. Like Morticia and Wednesday all wrapped up in the fucking one. We get it now, Billy. You don't like to show your body. Whatever. Rock on, sister. Um. Yeah. Any anything else about the VMAs that stood out to you? Mm, I feel like it's a performance that I saw that um not uh, remembering. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I only had wrote. Um, I only had wrote down a couple of things. Like I said, I wrote down Lil Nas X, Chloe, Doja Cat, Busta Rhymes, and I don't know what else I wrote down. I feel like there's one performance that I am missing. Do you care for um, who's it, Justin Bieber? Oh, let's talk about Justin Bieber. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love me some Justin Bieber. Like. Justin Bieber be on some weird stuff, but at the same time, I can't help but love him because he's trying so hard to keep himself on track. It's just like, you. He, to me, he looks like he could just fall off the edge at any moment, but he's just trying so hard. <laughs> now, I don't know why this whole Kanye big man suit thing is such a thing, mm-hmm. but it was like the size 40 jeans with 
the grandpa suit jacket with the sweat sh- shirt underneath. It was totally Kanye. Yeah. It was totally Kanye. And then during the performance, you didn't see him either. Right. And then the little piece of him that I did see was a receding hairline. I was confused. <laughs> Shut up. His wife looked beautiful. Um, she really did. She looked beautiful. I don't even know her name, but she looked beautiful. Um, yeah, I don't think that there was anybody else. If I missed like a really important performance or whatever, somebody let me know. I like I said, I, I kind of knew. Everybody kind of knew who was gonna win awards. You knew that Olivia Rodrigo was gonna win some things. You know, Lil Nas X was gonna win some stuff. It's just, it, it was very planned out, but... People were upset that, like, Wap didn't win, I guess, with, like, the video. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, there were, there were other things that could have definitely won, and it did feel like a little bit more of a controlled atmosphere, but whatever. Moving on into the next event that happened was the Met Gala. So, this was my favorite because this is all about fashion. This year's theme for the Met Gala was American Independence, uh, which goes with the Metropolitan Museum of Art, uh, where they have a new, what do you call that, exhibit uh, that's titled In America, A Lexicon of Fashion, which... It's kind of funny that they did, you know, like, what is America type thing because we're in such a tumultuous time as far as in, like, America in general. And I knew that this theme was going to be all over the place. I mean, for the most part, the Met Gala's themes are up to up for interpretation. And, honey, the looks did not disappoint now, before we get started into the looks, which I know it's going to be kind of hard because, you know, I'm talking to y'all, but you get the goddamn point. When I say this person's name, you fucking go Google it, go look at it. First of all, Bevy Smith, love Bevy Smith, made a statement to the effect that said, if this was left, how is this American fashion and there are no black American designers who were represented at the Met Gala? Mm-hmm. Everyone wore, um... Iris Van Herpen, everyone wore Michael Kors, uh, Peter Dundas. There were literally some um, artists that stood out, but Givenchy, Versace, um, Chanel. There was a lot of uh, Tom Brown that was worn. Erica Badu was in Tom Brown. Um, A couple other people were in Tom Brown and Tom Ford as well. And... I get it. She what she said what she said and she meant what she said. She was like if this was 2020, mm-hmm. there would be so many black designers that you know, she was basically accusing people of being performative. When saying that you really only care to represent black people when you're being accosted to say, "Why aren't you representing black people?" Mm-hmm. Because literally no one, not even the people that were there or whatever, Sierra uh, you know, um, Erica Badu. No, nobody had on a black designer. That's nobody. Crazy. So I, I, I definitely hear what she was saying. But the Met Gala, pe- a lot of people were saying this year it was like, does does anybody really care about the Met Gala? Like, there's so much other stuff going on with you know unemployment and you know these unprecedented times that we're in. Like, do we really give a fuck to see a bunch of rich people in insanely rich? 
you know, outfits, you know, at this exclusive party. Like, no, we have bigger fish to I fucking mean, fry. I was surprised I didn't see any anyone with mask on. Like, not a one. Well, they think because they're vaccinated, they don't have to wear them. Right. So that was the now one thing. Be sick. Correct. I hope. I, I I'm hoping to not hear about any COVID outbreaks uh, happen. Um, you know, amongst people. Uh, it's funny, you haven't really heard about any celebrities dying from COVID. And they're the ones that are out partying at all these functions. Right. And, I mean, I'm seeing them ditties throwing parties here and there and everywhere. And everyone's hugging and taking pictures. And you're not really hearing about um, a lot of them having COVID. So, whatever. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so people were basically saying, like, do we do we care? You know, like, how important is this event? You know, mm-hmm. they did require vaccination for everyone who was in attendance at the Met Gala. That's why they felt the need not to wear masks. Correct. Which is why Nicki Minaj was not in attendance. And it's been a huge thing on social media that people were upset by the way that she responded when they asked, you know, is she getting vaccinated? And um, there was a black reporter, I forgot what her name was, that basically came at her in tweets and and came at her on the news and said, you know, I'm upset with Nicki Minaj because she has a platform and she should be encouraging people to get vaccinated and this and that as a woman of color. And it's like, she never fucking told anybody to not get vaccinated. Right. I think that she did tell people and once week she did tell people to get vaccinated but then she was like well at the same time Drake told me he still got COVID with the vaccination so I don't know yeah she was basically saying that she was using her own research and she was still doing her own research and that if she was going to get vaccinated it wasn't going to be for no fucking Met Gala right it's going to be on her turn that's all she said that's it that's all there were a couple of people who were noticeably absent of course Beyonce did not show up at the Met Gala which she's always um in attendance um who else Lizzo wasn't there Oh yeah, she said she was getting her back blown out. Yeah, but stupid. she I don't think I don't think of course that's not what it was. I, I honestly think that Lizzo is just really leery about being around people because she says that like all the time on TikTok that she in the house. Mm-hmm. Like unless she got somewhere to be, Lizzo's in the fucking house. Period. So mm-hmm. she wasn't there. Um I'm trying to think if there's anybody else like who's notice noticeably wasn't People thought Rihanna wasn't going to show, yeah. but she definitely came late as fuck. Correct. So, let's get into a little bit of this fashion. Again, the theme was American Independence, which I'm like, uh, I guess I get it, you know, why, um, you know, they want to do this theme because, you know, uh, they, they were kind of doing this whole, like, patchwork quilt metaphor for you know very cultural identities you know being you know whatever ignored or misunderstood all of those things wrapped up into one so I'm going to jump out of the gate and start with what was my best and worst dressed uh we're gonna start best dressed which is I, I, I think I've told y'all before on the show I don't care for Gabrielle Gabby Union at all I don't care for the fake you know, personality. I don't care for her at all. However, did she show up and fuck the Met Gala up? Yes, 
She absolutely the fuck did. She looked so good to me. I don't even know who she was wearing, but she looked amazing. Um, did you look up the picture, Amber? You I see did. Her? Okay. Another one of my favorites, Regina King. Now, Regina King was in Michael by Michael Kors. I was a little bit thrown off by that because Michael Kors is known for not fucking with black people. But uh, what I liked about her look was that it was a take on the business suit. Mm -hmm. And so she was in like an elegant business suit that was really the epitome of, you know, American workforce, women in the work culture, all that. It was a great, great, great look. Um, For men... My best dress for a man is probably Giveon. He was in blue, monochromatic, everything. Turquoise, everything. Like, turquoise jacket, blue shirt, turquoise pants, blue shirt. I mean, literally, it was just the most beautiful sea of blue. He was tailored to perfection. I don't think I saw him. He looked great. Loved Giveon. Loved his look. It was on point. Did you like Iman? Iman, honey. That, that was Imangan killed it. She killed it. She was in Harris Reed, I believe. And she bodied her look. It was a jumpsuit with like this huge feather um, attachment. It kind of had horrible. It kind of had vibes to me of like Carnival, Iman. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely had Carnival vibes. <laughs> um, didn't care for Normani's dress. It was just, it was okay. It was it wasn't nothing special. The Met Gala <laughs> hated it. <clears throat> the Met Gala for me is about avant garde fashion. Mm-hmm. The Met Gala is when you take a chance. It's when you're in an editorial look that does not make sense for any reason, but it tells a story. And I want to see your story in what you're wearing. Another best dress for me, Lupita Inyongo. Fucking slayed it. In the denim Versace gown. I mean, everything about it told the story of, again, American culture with the jeans, the denim, the... Oh, she looked amazing. Taraji, mm, it was very mediocre for me. She's on some people's top list or whatever. I just... Gabrielle, you look fucking amazing. For my worst dressed. Let's get into it. The worst dress. Um, <clears throat> Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, I didn't see her. Let me look. Whoopi goddamn Goldberg basically wore a curtain. Yeah. Basically wore a fucking curtain. She was wearing a designer by the name of Pier Paolo Piccicoli. I don't know how to fucking pronounce her last name. But she literally looked like, you know, in Cinderella where they always have the stepsisters and one is always like super hideous. That was Whoopi Goldberg. It was fucking horrible. Did you see it? Did you look it up? Girl, it was terrible. Y'all go look, go, go, go look that up. It's horrible. Another worst dress on my list, Vera Wang. Vera Wang was in Vera Wang, of course. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Vera Wang. She's 70 years old and she doesn't look a day over 45. Fucking love her. However, nothing about the look was cohesive. It was like little satin shorts with like knee highs and like some drape something over it. I did not see uh, Carolyn B. Maloney with this rights for women 
whatever on um I still need to look at um Kid Cuddy was also my one of my worst men's dress. I don't know what the hell he had going on. I have no idea what that was even about. But oh, this is what I'm crazy. talking about. This is what I'm talking about. So some of the other looks that happened. Billie Eilish. Everyone loved Billie Eilish. She looked like a little American sweetheart. She was channeling um you know, an ode to, you know, Marilyn Monroe, Grace Kelly. She was she was in Oscar de la Renta. Uh, I really didn't care for the color of her dress because it completely matched her skin. But that was, I guess, the point of it. Um, Yara Shahidi, she did an ode to Josephine Baker in a vintage Dior gown. Uh, uh. Now, did she look like Josephine Baker? Yes, she did. However, I have seen Yara Shahidi slay the girls. And I wasn't super impressed, um by her j-lo j-lo showed up like she was ready to ride out ride out in the wild wild west okay <laughs> you couldn't tell her nothing and rumor has it that her and ben affleck did show up together but separately hmm. why we all we already been seeing you out here on the street correct just go ahead and just say what it is um tessa thompson everyone loved her look as well it was very um burlesque american vintage loved that um Nas x showed up in three different looks wrapped into one so he was basically king george the fifth a knight in shining armor and a go-go dancer all wrapped up into one outfit <laughs> so more power to you it was like the all gold everything um he's a professional troll at this point and he can do no wrong i mean I, I knew it wasn't going to be great. You know, I didn't expect armor, but whatever, Lil Nas. Do your thing. I ain't mad at your player. Kendall Jenner uh, said that she was channeling uh, Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn would have never showed up see-through and bucket naked. So, I get it. You're channeling My Fair Lady, but the whole see-through thing, uh, same thing with Megan Fox. She showed up at the VMAs and like that completely see-through Dress looking exactly like a fucking Kardashian. I don't know when this happened. Look, Megan Fox has always been a bad bitch. Like, she's mm -hmm. always been a bad bitch. Why do you feel the need to follow the Kardashian aesthetic? I don't know. Like, there's nothing... There's nothing good about that. Oh, shoot. I forgot to have a commercial break, y'all. Right let, let, me, let me have a quick commercial break, y'all, so I can come back and talk my shit. I'll be right back. Hey guys, if you're at home right now thinking, dang, how can I start my own podcast and you got some stuff to say, you need to definitely utilize Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast and it is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also help distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's dope because, you know, sometimes some of us get a little, you know, frazzled about who's listening or not, but you can still make your coins. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Alrighty. Yeah, so to wrap up the Met Gala, uh, I have to talk about a couple people before I wrap up the Met Gala. Number one, let's get into Sierra. <clears throat> Sierra was wearing Peter Dundas. Um, 
Sierra was basically like a highfalutin football wife in the lime green Seahawks sequin backless cutout uh, jersey dress with her husband's number three on it with the football purse and the Super Bowl ring on. <laughs> I, I, I mean, at this point... You just can't represent your man. I, correct. Said, fuck the whole thing. Yeah, fuck the thing. Well, the thing was for her, American is football. What oh, could be more American yeah. than that or whatever? And honestly, I hated everything about it. First of all, nothing about the cut is new. Yeah. That, that, that literally was every girl's prom dress in 2006. Like, literally everyone had that backless cutout number. Um... The color was all right or whatever. I get it. But it was literally like you look like a super bad Seahawks cheerleader. <laughs> and the the three on the front was just not my stilo. Now, this this was like an ode to like an older um, older line that had came out with the whole sequin gown with the three on it. But I just did not care for it She could have done better than that. It's hacky. <clears throat> yeah, it just... Oh. So, wrapping up the um, Met Gala, I did see Tracy Ellis Ross. She looked nice. Uh, what was what was the old girl that looked cheap in the purple? Oh. <laughs> that you should show me? Was that Camille Cabello? Yeah. Horrible. This girl looked like she was about the salsa on, um, <laughs> uh, what is that dance called? Dancing with the Stars? She looked like she was about to dance with the motherfucking stars. That's what she looked like. Um... Didn't care for that. So, wrapping it all up, there, you know, uh, the Met Gala is usually, like I said, super avant-garde. Like, you see some wild, crazy stuff. Oh, also, like, Saweetie. She wore her um, oh, yeah. flag or whatever. She looked fucking amazing. She looked immaculate. You just think that people have done better. Y'all been in the house like, this is your time to shine. Right. I mean, where are the creative, you know, I'm gasping when I see you. Even Rihanna, Riri, she's wearing Balenciaga. Um, I think she said that something about her outfit was like this whole ode to like, you know, we've been in hoodies and jackets through this whole pandemic or something mm-hmm. and, you know, all that. And then like the all black everything, you know, for, you know, black independence and all of that. Well, what was that with ASAP's um, quilt? That nigga like a Fabergé egg. <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know, it was the quilt, you know, the, the, the. You know, he was wearing, uh, what was the brand? ERL. He was wearing ERL. I saw the suit that he had on underneath, which is way more ASAP than... Maybe with the quilt he was trying to add more to what Rihanna was saying. Yeah. Like, niggas was in the house. Yeah, I mean... We came out. Correct. And then he took it off and... I mean, he had Grandmama's blanket on. I, I, I really just couldn't take I it. it was Captain Crunch. I said, Yeah, all in all, uh, the Met Gala was a, ch- a nice change of pace. Uh, from, you know, everything that we've been seeing or whatever, I guess, you know, just like everyone's in the house and, you know, you're not really seeing celebrities, you know, do shows and stuff like that. So it was a nice change of pace to see everyone get out and be, you know, all beautiful and stuff like that. But yeah, it could have just been a little bit better. It just, yeah. Uh, Met Gala in the past has just been blown people away. And I feel like I mean, so I saw people dressed in red, white, and blue. Like, you know, they took the American Independence thing, like, way too literal. 
whatever. I don't know what I would have <coughs> worn though, so let me just be quiet. Yeah, I don't even know where my mind would go for American independence. I don't know. Um, so this week, get into the main uh meat and potatoes. That does sound good. Meat and potatoes, little roast, little carrot, potato, celery in there. You're unbelievable. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's because I'm staying away from potatoes right now, so I miss it. Uh, so I wanted to have this conversation, <clears throat> um, piggybacking off of the episode that we had last week. If you didn't listen to the last episode, I always tell you, go back and listen to the episode before this because nine times out of ten, I'm going to piggyback on something that I was talking about. So, last week, we were talking about, uh, you know, mostly white people invading black spaces like HBCUs and their organizations and just how, you know, there's really not a safe space for, you know, black people in general where um, white people just feel this entitlement that they have to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And so, upon, you know, this conversation that we were having, I was watching the VMAs. And I saw MGK, Machine Gun Kelly, and now he's with Megan Fox or whatever. And um, seeing him in his performance really threw me off because along with some of these other um, artists like Post Malone and stuff like that, I didn't realize that they had changed from this very hip-hop persona to something totally different. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to have the conversation about what some people are identifying as like as like artist cosplay, like black cosplay basically. And cosplay for if you don't know, when you go to Comic-Con or some shit like that, you dress up like the person in anime or Sailor Moon or you know whatever. And so the term black cosplay really triggered that conversation in my mind because it is so fucking true mgk along with a lot of other artists just to name a few um post malone pink mgk you could kind of add justin bieber to this list as well miley cyrus um i don't know any more that are coming off of the dome but these are the ones that I was thinking about. That these artists came out on a almost strictly hip-hop platform. Mm-hmm. That Post Malone was making straight-up hip-hop rap. You know, white t-shirt, I'm scruffy. You know, I don't look like I bathe. You know, just like I'm in the trap. He was trying to get Buck Sparks. Yeah, yeah. Doing. It was very much giving Bubba Sparks and we were with that and we liked the music this is this is the, the thing that fucks me up about it is that the music isn't bad is mm-hmm. it when they come out when Pink came out and there you go looking pitiful just because I let you go what what please don't come around talking about my change I said oh shit <laughs> people didn't even know she was white mm-hmm. when she first came out they thought that she was like a little light-skinned bitch or something. They didn't know because she had the full hip-hop persona down. The low haircut with the shape-up, okay? The very hip-hop, um, the, the, the clothes that she wore and everything. And now this bitch is doing Cirque du Soleil <laughs> at her fucking concert saying, So what? I a rock star! No, bitch, because you was trying to be down with the get down when you first came out. That's true. 
That is so true. It's so fucking true. Like what happened? What, what happened? happened? And I, I'm I'm kind of um, you know, at this point, I talked about it in the last episode a little bit about gatekeeping and how it's not really the right thing to do. But at what point? Do we say this is straight up culture vulture bullshit? Mm-hmm. And like I could say the same thing in some ways or whatever. Like Asian culture is heavily influenced by hip hop culture, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's them. It, it's the whole turn on a dime for me. Yeah, because the same with Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, she didn't want to be Hannah Montana anymore, and to shock and awe, she came out with a very hip hop heavy persona. Mm-hmm. Her CD, when she first dropped her album, it was lit. Everybody was like, damn, this is Miley Cyrus. Like, it was a great, great album. Hip-hop vibes, something that could really cross over. And instead of them building up to that audience, they just said, fuck it. We're going to go. Because, you know, one thing about black people, we don't like people stealing our shit. Mm-hmm. But when somebody white come like when pink came out she could sing she had the vibes right we invited we invited her to the cookout correct like you had a personal invite and we love that but we also thought that that was just going to be who you were going forward right okay we didn't know that you were wanted to be a rock star and swing from chandelier (laughs) i am all for evolution kanye he's going to continue to evolve but is he always in the hip-hop sector of himself? Absolutely. Whether he's evolving or not, he's putting out. He's not putting out a country album. Right. He's not putting out, you know, EDM, techno, or none of that shit. He's still Kanye. So, you know, the same with MGK. He got up on the VMAs and did this whole paper cuts performance. And I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I was like, I'm... This is not the Machine Gun Kelly that I once knew. Right. And so I guess you're the latest to just act like, you know what? I think the I think the black cosplay is over for me. Right. Where are my Jinkos at and my guitar? <laughs> because that just wasn't you. So at what point, you know, do we say that's enough or why aren't we canceling these people when they decide to turn over well you know what I guess we're not canceling them we're no longer their audience right that's all it is we're no longer their audience and Miley Cyrus did the same shit you know she literally put out a whole country album was her last album my whole thing is don't be using us to get in the door and then switch up come on now And, and, and what how do you do that how are you even having this conversation after building a following, building a brand, having concerts, this and that and the third, you just decide on your next album, you know what, I'm here now, I have my platform, I have my audience, I don't need to do anything else, all I need to do is just be me, the real you, who you should have been the whole fucking time. Right, why you ain't come out rock star to begin with? Post Malone did that shit so smooth. Yeah, he did. He did that shit so fucking smooth. What he did was he cried on the record. He put his heart and soul out on the record. And after that said, no, 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 no. I'm going to be, I'm going to stand 10 toes down. He took a bath and put on a suit. And is he still Post Malone? I don't know. Do they still call this? Yeah. Does he still call himself Post Malone? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't see him, you know, um, you know, putting out as much music, I guess. But... You know, I just would love to know when does that light come on for you where you say, 
this is just not who I am. But why do you feel like you have to evolve from hip hop? Why is that not good enough? At what point is that not good enough for you? Because, I mean, if you're making your money and you, I don't know, we'll make some switch up like that. I guess at the end of the day, you can't play it off for too damn long. Right, Your right. Your color's eventually going to come out. And honestly, I think that they have, they feel like they broke the code. This is almost an exact algorithm for a white artist. You come out with a strong hip-hop platform and then you build that following, you get out there, and then you get to a point where you don't care about what anybody thinks about you because you already made your money. So now I can do what I really want to do because I got my coins up now. If they don't like it, you know, whatever. I don't know if they feel like they're more accepted when they go back and do that. Um, is, is this, you know, just honestly the evolution of them as an artist, but... How can you not feel convicted? Maybe they feel like it's easier to come in off the hip hop tip like and then transform over to what they rather than doing it the other way. Right. Like right. Alright, I can't come out this rock star or do do these country albums and then try to go over the hip hop. Maybe they feel like it's easier. Right. Now, the part about it that fucks me up is when you talk about black artists, us crossing over into the pop world is when you've reached a pinnacle. It's, it doesn't happen when you first come out. When you're a hip-hop artist, you're just that. You're an R&B artist or you're a hip-hop artist or a rap artist or whatever. That is your box and you just stay in that. Jay-Z was Jay-Z until, and he was our Jay-Z hip-hop. There was white people who didn't even know who Jay-Z was until he collabed with Linkin Park. And then, when we do it, we're, we're sellouts. Mm-hmm. When, when black people cross over into a pop atmosphere, we're sellouts, and it's no longer hip-hop. This is what happened when um, Nicki Minaj released Super Bass. Mm. And Super Bass turned into this poppy, you know, catchy song. If anybody knows anything about Nicki Minaj, she will tell anybody she hates the song Super Bass. Yeah. She fucking hates it. And that's probably because that's not really who she was. But they took this hip-hop, you know, woman and, you know, that's what you need to reach the next level. You need the pop charts. You can't just survive out here being a hip-hop artist. I don't give a fuck who you are. People like Migos hopping on with Justin Bieber and hopping on with this person or whatever. It's the way of the world. I understand that. But then we get into, are we still hip-hop? How do you define the realness of hip-hop? What is real hip-hop? Because we're no, we're no longer beatboxing and rapping on a corner. We're making beats and, you know, collabing with other artists and crossing barriers and all of that. And that's okay for us to do. I love that we're doing that. But, you know, sometimes in the community, you get backlash. People like Snoop Dogg, you know what I'm saying, who decided... I'm going to make this money and I'm going to be on a Katy Perry song. And, you know, people say, well, is he still hip-hop? Is he still a rapper? Is he still for the streets? <laughs> but that's where the money's at. But that's crazy that that's where the money is at for us, but the money for them is on the opposite side of that coming well, out. Well, people aren't happy with 
Like it came Michelle for doing the country album. They talking right. shit. Them country. They don't want to hear that shit. Right. 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 And I feel bad because we should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. If y'all could do that same shit, what is the difference? What is the difference from K. Michelle saying she really sounds good doing country music too? She's country as hell. Yeah, it's she sounds so good doing country music. And had y'all maybe not heard any of her music in the beginning, you know, she told you you can't raise a man. Now she wants to sing country music. Then you you want to say she doing too much or she's a sellout or she's no longer R and B, but. You know, these white artists get to appropriate our music, our style, our slang, our everything. And we be the dumb ones bopping right to it. Mm-hmm. Bopping right the fuck to it. So, you know, I wanted to, you know, just put it out there because it was something that did kind of throw me off a little bit. I was just like, I never thought about it, though. It was Machine Gun Kelly for me that made me... That's what the, it was? Yes, when I saw him, I was like, who the fuck is that? Right. I don't even remember um, MGK songs. I, I just know that he had a very hard... Well, what happened was he was doing the performance, and he was doing all this rock singing and then for that one second he did like MGK shit where like he was like kind of rapping a little bit or whatever and I'm like this is the nigga that I know <laughs> you know you up there wearing Jinkos and smashing guitars when <laughs> you know a couple years ago I'm pretty sure that your label wouldn't have been able to catch you dead in that shit <sighs> it's, and, and I'm bringing it to people's attention because it's something that we it happens so much that we don't even realize I that it's either. happening. You know, Pink. That's a good. That's a good one. Pink, Pink because we don't even know her music no more. I don't. I mean, you know that, like you said, you know. So what? Uh, I'm still a rock star. That's about it. And then she has the other one about, um, you know, a song about like you know, I can only be me type stuff. You know, she has this empowering. You know, like I said, this whole aerial thing, but. You literally was, there you go, looking pitiful, because I let you. I mean, you literally had the whole growl and the whole, the, her voice sound, she sounded like a black woman. Is it their label and their people telling them this is the direction you should go in, or is it the artist telling telling their camp, I, need, I to need to be me, and this is what I'm doing. I now. need answers. Somebody tell me something. Are you in the industry? Do you know what's going on? Do you have an inside? I need to know because I, oh, I I need I need some answers here. I need to know what, how does this happen, and at what point do you think it's an okay time to silently just switch over and just say, you know what, I'm done with that shit. Like literally, I woke up one day and Post Malone wasn't Post Malone anymore. <laughs> He, had, I think it was that. Uh, what, what was that song he came out with? That it was like everybody was like, "Is this Post Malone?" Because he was kind of singing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but I was just like when I first heard that, and then I saw him, and he just had a very different look about him. So he looked like a white man, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh wow!" Yeah, like like a white man. What yeah. he looked like before? He looked like he could have been amigo. Oh. He literally looked like he could have been amigo. Like just scruffy white tee you know very not even hard body or hardcore the same thing can be said of you have to change your image to make money the last person that just came to my mind aware before i wrap the shit up was pitbull okay because when pitbull first came out he was wearing chains jerseys 
you know, all of that. And now you only see Pitbull in a suit. Yeah. He only performs in a suit. And that's when that big money started coming in. When he decided, say, Flo Rida. Flo Rida is a white rapper. Bro, what the hell? Where the hell is Flo Rida? I don't know. Flo Rida came out. Everybody was like, oh, we fuck with Flo Rida. Is he like straight pop now? Like... He- I'm telling you, when you look, when I, I saw a concert of his, it was a sea of white folks. He was sea like, I'm going folks. with this one of money. Maybe he feel like black people wasn't fucking with him like that. Maybe. Like I said, Pitbull as well. You know, he just crossed over and then like, all these endorsements started happening. And I think that that is a horrible narrative to perpetuate that you can't exist in that hip hop space and be successful. Like, I'm making more money over here. Like, do y'all think that Biggie would have been doing commercials and shit like Snoop Dogg if he was still around? <laughs> do you think Tupac would... Dr. Dre, uh, um, um, what's his name? Um, today was a good day. Is that Dr. Dre? This motherfucker right what's here. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. You know, he, are we there yet? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This motherfucker just waking up in the morning, gotta thank God. Like, what? I mean, he's a family man. He's a family man now. And I get that people do have to evolve and do have to change. And I love that for, you know, my people. I just don't want us to ever get to the point where we feel like we have to do that to make our money. Well, I mean, Ice Cube, he just started doing movies. He didn't start doing other music. music. Right. Like, Snoop Dogg kind of made this evolution into this other side you know, yeah, he got a damn show with Martha Stewart. What the hell? Exactly, and then we were, you know, sensual seduction or whatever. So that was a great song, but he successfully did that, and I don't think no one thinks anything less of him or that he's less of a a thug, a gangster, or whatever because he did that. It's just, I just, I don't like that. That is the normal for a lot of artists that come out that you know feel like they need to have a poppier or i mean a hit more hip-hop or more r&b edge to be successful and then they don't sustain that persona mm-hmm. and it's just like you can't borrow us and then give us back that's just not how that works mm, i mean well they also miss out on you know our support after that because we don't want to hear that bullshit yeah i'm i'm just not here for it so I would just, it just, you know, really came to my mind. Like, like I said, MGK triggered it for me. And I know that these are things that happen. Like I said, you can kind of put Justin Bieber in there a little bit, but he kind of goes back and forth or whatever. But, you know, I just don't use and abuse us or our culture <laughs> to advance yourself and then decide right. we're not good enough for you. Right. Because that's bullshit. Wow. That's interesting you point that out. Yeah. You know, um, you know, again, Protect black spaces, safe black spaces. It's nothing against white people. It's nothing against pop. It's nothing against crossover right, artists. Because, I mean, we listen to all kinds of music, but yeah. I mean, you did have some valid points. Yeah, I listen to everything. I like the music. I like. I still listen to that old school pink shit. I That's still listen thing, to that. The old, but then the new stuff is I can't get with it. Exactly, and so you know, do you still include that as a part of your catalog? Because I don't hear you singing any of those songs at your concert. Pink had a whole documentary where she went through a bunch of her songs at the concert from years ago, and I didn't hear any of that. Can she not do that music no more or something? Like, I guess she's an acrobat now. (laughs) 
she does do acrobatics every show. Then. She really does. And I mean, I'm going to, I don't know, um, maybe I could find some examples of some before and afters to put on the page so y'all can kind of feel what I'm speaking on. So you kind of get a, a visualization of it all. I'm going to put up my worst, um, my best and worst dress for um, the Met Gala as well, too. So, y'all make sure that y'all tune in. If y'all tuned in today to the live, thank you for tuning in. I didn't have history for the day today. It was uh, supposed to be a little bit shorter episode. That was my bad. Um, I also don't have a business. I will say a shout out to one of my great, great friends that I grew up with, Rabia Kamara. She was on a show on the Food Network called Clash of the Cones and won the whole shebang. And I'm so proud of her. Ruby Scoops is located in Richmond, Virginia. Right now, her lines are out of control. I mean, they have people waiting for hours just to get ice cream. So I'm so proud of her. She did the damn thing. She is truly an inspirational story for a lot of people to just follow your dreams. This girl dropped out of law school to go to culinary school. Like, truly followed her heart. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people thought that she was crazy for that. And that wasn't going to be a good idea. And boom, here she is, you know, on TV making fucking ice cream for Ludacris. Who would have thunk it? So, <laughs> I'm proud of her. I'm so glad that she won. She won, like, 20 stacks or something. And, like, congratulations, Rabia. Congratulations, Rabia. That was me $20. So right, you know what I'm saying? Look at look at, look at scoop. We didn't. We definitely um didn't tune into um Fat Joe and Ja Rule's. I did not. I know. I don't watch on YouTube. I don't really know how that dynamic would was supposed to go. I mean, they both have some really good hits, so. I I'm guess Fat Joe, I can't recall right now. Really? That Joe I don't I don't He did know. more than lean back. He's featured in a lot he has a lot to do with, with a lot some, of features yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so we'll see. Oh yeah, one more thing too. Ashanti. I saw her. Was this at the VMAs or the Mega? No, she was at the VMAs. And Nick Cannon went down one knee and kissed her hand and then someone put up a meme of a pregnant hand because he kissed her hand. And it was so fucking funny. I don't know what he had on. But I'm determined. I I think Ashanti is determined to show as much of her body as she can. Why don't you turn around? Her thing is here. Her body is here. Right. I think Ashanti is just determined to show as much of her body as she can. As she should. She looks fucking amazing. I'll be showing my body. I'll be naked every fucking day. Just like there ain't no kids even. Right. I mean, people used to say horrible things about Ashanti too. Like, she's one of the celebrities. Ashanti and Sierra, we both owe y'all an apology. The black <laughs> the black coalition owes y'all an apology. People were saying that Sierra was a fucking hermaphrodite. And yeah. that, you know, she was a man. People were talking about Ashanti's sideburns and that she, she can't like, sing. Oh, it was. She still really can't. Mm, she got a little bit better, though. Okay. We're we going to give you your flowers now. We really apologize for that. But yeah, um, get into it, you know what I'm saying? Just, just start, you know what I'm saying? Picking up on the things that you see or whatever when it comes to this cultural appro- appropriation, uh, culture vulture bullshit. Because I'm not here for it, okay? If you want to call it gatekeeping, you want to call it whatever you want to call it, I'm here standing 10 toes down. I said what I said. Okay? I love y'all for free. We'll be back next week. We'll be back. Bye. Bye.